And we are recording. Recording in progress. With Mr. James Howard. Oh, fuck. Mr. James Howard Kunstler. Mr. Tom Luongo. Mr. Tommy Kerrigan. And uh, Dave Collum is back from the dead. That was uh, a lot of people have been wondering how we got him back. It's classified, but we did resurrect his body from the steps of the Capitol. I I, 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 I do I, I do admit that I was in charge of Dave's Twitter feed while he was being resurrected and in the Lazarus pit, but he's back and everything's good. Well, I got in trouble with the Turks, so I'm going to blame you on that one. The Turks got mad at me. Fair enough. Um, well, well, this you know initial the initial idea was balloon cast, but. I feel like that's kind of like the least interesting thing in the news now with, I don't know, the however many consecutive days of Chernobyl going off in East Palestine and day after day, these attacks. And I think they are attacks at this point. I mean, we've kind of known that since the food food processing plants, but anyone that thinks this stuff is just. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Happening now is... I mean, retarded. Now, I don't know if it's, is it sabotaged by us to draw us into war with China? Is it the World Economic Forum? I don't know, but this isn't an accident. And uh, I feel like if anyone knows that about, you know, the kind of the, the, the reasoning behind it is, is Tom. Could you maybe speculate wildly <laughs> about, because that's all Actually, it is. I was going to be the, I was going to be the voice of reason and just said that this is very act, act three of Atlas Shrugged stuff going on. I mean, but I mean, with the number of train derailments we've had in this it, you know, in the in, in the last couple of weeks, ugh, now it's hard to ignore the pattern. But in general, like even all the food plant, um, you know, fires that went on, like when you really stop to think about it, we lost so much competence during COVID and so many maintenance schedules fell behind, you know, people that, you know, shit's going to break, man. And it's easy to, you know, like I'm not. You know, I'm not one to shy away from leaning into the conspiracy and, you know, getting out my my Reynolds heavy duty and everything. But, you know, you do you do have to attenuate for the fact that we have a lot of infrastructure that's just failing and a lot of incompetent people running companies. And I've talked to some people that, you know, I've I've talked to patrons who, you know, know people within Norfolk Southern. And they're like, yeah, they ain't doing maintenance on, on this stuff. And they're and they've been cutting corners and it's run by a bunch of diversity hires and all the rest of it like and this stuff it gets endemic now and across the entire and and across the entire society and so it's hard to you know separate just rank you know not incompetence but you know just rank um entropy from malice Hmm. and you know under the cover of that you can do a little bit of both and it's hard to separate those two I mean, that's my t- I mean, just to, just before we go, you know, off on, you know, in the in the crazy town, I just want to make sure that we're, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm on board with we that. Can, no, we it's... can roll some statistical dice here and we can, you know, do some, you know, no, I'm on. And, you know, you have a, a huge amount of evidence that just about just about every uh, institution and thing that operates in America is uh, uh, failing in one right. way or another. Uh, it's just the failure is just spectacular. 
And then, of course, you know, it rises to other levels like the, the loss of, of uh, faith in, in authority and the loss of legitimacy in the companies and the institutions. And it gets pretty bad. It really thunders through the system. But, uh, you know, when it, it may not make that much of a difference to the common folk of America until they have to start lining up for government cheese. Hmm. Like that, uh, is it Arthur C. Clarke, the or Einstein? I don't know who, but it's like we are either the most intelligent species in the universe, or like the le or the only one, or no, we are we are either the least or the <laughs> only, and uh, he goes both uh both outcomes are terrifying, or we the, we are the only life in the universe, or we are not. Both outcomes are equally terrifying. It's kind of the same thing. Is this sabotage to pulse yeah. in a war, or is just really? Is this just bureaucracy, corporate greed, captured institutions that it's like the tax man's coming home and trains are just flying off the literally going off the rails? And like, well, you know, it takes it takes an awful lot to keep a hyper complex society and all of its hyper complex constituent systems operating. Yep. And, you know, you need a high level of uh, competence to do that. And so even a small drop in the overall general competency level of it, of everybody who's running things it can be tremendously um make a tremendous difference and i think that tom's right about that i uh, the i think maybe the only thing that uh i would add i would add is that uh it may be a very very small drop in in the general competency level that can cause a tremendous amount of damage what what leverage giveth on the way up takes away twice as fast on the way down right uh -huh. well yeah. What competence gives on the way up, you know, get, takes away twice as fast on the way down. In terms of, it's the same kind of thing, Dave. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> the incompetence at the government level is Done. profound. It's profound. It used to be that at one point the politicians appeared to be trying to get it right in their own stupid way, and and now it, there's just no evidence of that at all. And so, you know, you got the, the guys, the politicians who stood up and said that the train derailment wasn't dangerous. What I can tell you is I don't, I don't know a lot about vinyl chloride, but if it happened and I knew it had happened and they said, we've got an explosion of vinyl chloride, I would throw the kids and the dogs in the car and drive as fast as I could upwind. Dude, like phosgene gas is not something to screw around with. There's no question that's a problem. Uh, it's probably not as bad as people think, but if you happen to get hit with a big plume of it, you're probably going to croak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's I mean, a chemical weapon. It's, I mean, it's in the farmland, too. It's in farmland that is 99% owned by small families. Yeah. And that, you could imagine, you know, someone saying, hey, honey, you know, our, our living room still smells like vinyl chloride after six months. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, it could be one of those stinks that just you can't get wipe off. Yeah, I mean, I, best my, case vinyl chloride is 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 incredibly unstable. I mean, it's it's you know it's not a it's not something you want you know you, you want to screw around with. Um, but you know, it was, it's, it's it's ethylene with a with a remember I'm trying to remember back to my my organic chemistry. It's ethylene with a, with a chloride chloride mm -hmm. chloride substituted mm -hmm. for one of the hydrogens, and then right. that's the attack site that makes PVC. My like, vinyl chloride is the precursor for all basically for ninety nine percent of the plastic that we you know use. Right? It's so, a big one. It's one. Not, not, not sure it's, it's ninety nine, but it's a lot. And, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, and it I mean, just kicks out a lot of bad stuff. And you know, 
what was funny is watching the farmers stand there and pointing at their dead livestock and chickens and going, they died. And I'm going, you're not Why getting the memo on there? this one, right? <laughs> Why are you standing there? Yeah. Well, They're, I mean, they all died, and I'm feeling a little creepy here. I mean, these are the same people that watched every mouse get injected with the jab and die, and still lined up. So, right. <laughs> no, and there's um, Pete Buttigieg out there, like Baghdad Bob, going, "Everything's fine." Like, uh, no. Yeah, well, you know, you have to factor in also not just the incompetence of the government, but the possibility of real malice. malice. Yeah, because I think, I, I think that's right. The, the Biden administration obviously has tremendous contempt for the people in flyover America. Well, yeah. sure. And, you know, it's like, look, here's here's the thing that should scare you, right? The If it's malice, then they just set off a chemical weapon attack against the United States equivalent to something like Chernobyl, where they poisoned the entire Ohio River Basin. Right? Yeah. Maybe even the Mississippi. What should scare you more too. is if, it just we were still transporting these chemicals on those train tracks and it was incompetent. And they didn't have any other option but to transport those chemicals on those train tracks because the rest of the system, the rest of the infrastructure, because should we be moving these chemicals, these precursors uh, by train? Why aren't the plants <laughs> the chemical plants and the PVC factories closer to each other? Well, you know, specifically like, also. Uh, you have to ask, I mean, the main thing that nobody has asked Pete Buttigieg is uh, how much is the Department of Transportation responsible for the, uh, 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 at least the uh, analysis of the condition of the roadbed, uh, the track bed? Yeah. You know, because, I mean, that's the major thing that causes derailments. And if they're not on top of that, uh, and if he's not paying attention to, to the uh, railroad bed infrastructure, then... That's pretty serious. I'll I'll slap on the the tinfoil hat. Is you know, after DeSantis not following the COVID lockdowns, the Biden administration cut off uh, the flow of monoclonal antibodies. Which it, I mean that 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 that's a fact. That, that's an inhumane. That's fact. Okay. Um, isn't Jim he Jordan? Isn't, FEMA, isn't Tommy? He threatened FEMA funds to Florida after the hurricane. When Santa Bia Island was washed into the o- washed into the ocean and the and and the causeway fell down, is like and is, is Jim Jordan not in Ohio and did he not just subpoena Big Tech to say what was your involvement with the government? Ooh, I, I mean I, that's kind of that's kind of yeah it's kind of obvious right? I mean is it that insane? If we've seen what they did with monoclonal antibodies, why wouldn't you do this? You're threatening something. Monocl- they they shut off monoclonal antibodies, despite despite knowing people would die, and that's because they didn't obey lockdowns. You're going after a much bigger apple by not obeying lockdowns, and instead going after big tech, their their propaganda apparatus. You're threatening a Twitter files 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0. Is it that batshit? No, I wouldn't well, be on I wouldn't be on board with that idea that. That uh, okay. Joe Biden and company caused the train wreck. I'm not saying it all goes to from... him. It's but okay, whatever forces were behind monoclonal antibodies or the weaponization of mm-hmm. FEMA funds. I'm not obviously it's not him pulling all the strings. It, ne- it never is. But well, whatever... I don't mean even him. I mean okay. the, you know the people around him and and so then, I don't it, think well, he's doing anything. Is it just the the, the 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 implication I was actually getting at earlier was that well if they're willing if they're willing to you know activate mm-hmm. somebody to. Yeah, if this was an act of sabotage, right? 
I don't care. Antifa, pick a, you know, pick, you know, if it's just, if it's just, it just, it doesn't even have to be the, the Biden administration. Right. It, it was have, sparking for like random 20, person. You know, some no, no, but it was sparking for like 20 miles, right? What's that? There was there's some ridiculous distance that it traveled while showing all the signs of ready to blow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, again, and, I'm and not, so, I, so that you know, just sounds like uh, sensors didn't work and, and stuff like that. And then, uh, then when they did a controlled burn, which is also known as a big fucking explosion, um, <laughs> You can imagine someone going, look, if these cars are left here full of vinyl chloride, it's going to take us years to get them out of there. Yeah, well, I don't even think it was just vinyl chloride. It was a whole it was a whole host of other things as well. I think that was the bigger problem. I I got I'm trying to go back over this now. I got a I got a text from my from Dexter White about this when it first happened. And it was there was five different rail cars full of stuff, right? So, uh, Norfolk I Southern train carrying 20 cars chloride. of toxic materials, including vinyl chloride and other things. There was other things in there as well. Five rail cars, vinyl chloride. Yeah. The other things aren't being mentioned, though, and that strikes me as probably means there's something they're not that bad. Yeah, sure. Or something much worse. No, <laughs> because um, I... The, the off-Broadway media is, is, has strengthened over the last calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. With, first of all, the lack of censorship on Twitter, relevant right. lack. And so things are simply being told that weren't told a year ago. And so I, I think we'd know if there was okay. something really nasty in those cars. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. No, all day, that's all fair. Very good. Yeah, okay. But so just but, but if we want to, you know, play the tinfoil <clears throat> hat angle out, if they're willing to do something like this, not saying uh, again, I, I I happen to agree with Dave. I think this is probably just, you know, like I said at the outset, mostly I think in confidence. But let's let's play out the entire scenario just for the purposes of shits and giggles. Which is, if they're willing to do something like this, do you not think they're not willing to threaten us with nuclear war over in Ukraine? Hmm. I just don't know. If, you know if, if if what where is their end game? Where? Every time I've ever said to myself, well, they won't go that far. They won't go that far. I know. You know, this is the part where, yeah, you, you know, you want to act like you want to act like a rational person. You <clears> want to <throat> think that there's some level they won't go to to protect their power, or to protect their 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 toll booth or whatever you want to call it, because that's really what this comes down to. It's like the whole World Economic Forum model is just erecting toll booths against efficiency so that they can you know, suck all the wealth out and all the profit out of all um, uh, all activity, economic activity, and use that to fund their surveillance state and fund their 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 grand dreams of, of a technocratic, more perfect technocratic socialist union, right? That's what they want. Like, nothing is beyond the pale. If- Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That is their, you know, there's nothing there would, they wouldn't be willing to do. And that's the thing that scares me more than anything else. That's, you know, and I hope that one of these days someone will just stand up and go, okay, that's enough. It's time for you to go to the home. 
<laughs> right. You know, it's no, you're done now. You're not in charge right. anymore. Uh, but I, I'm giving orders, and you know, like Diane Feinstein is, I'm not going to re-election. That's so funny. That's so later, funny. She's running for re-election because she's 89 and she's in light stage dementia. And somebody, I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but we got the first picture of Diane Feinstein, a, a current one. I saw one the other day for the first time in years. They've been they've been protecting her with that old photo of her, that side shot with her still having dyed, you know, brown hair and and, and all the rest of it in her early 80s or late 70s, from like 10 years ago. I haven't but seen the a, fact a that she had not announced, she did not know she had announced she was resigning, was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean she's was, a sitting member of funny. the Senate, and so is John Fetterman. <laughs> he's a, he's an upstanding guy. Come on, come on, lay off, John. Now, <laughs> okay, I don't have anything against John Fetterman personally, but the guy had a stroke and he shouldn't be in the Senate. I mean, he's likely simple. also an idiot, right? I mean, you you, you stroke. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going stroke. there. I'm just saying, like, I don't think you get smarter with a stroke, right? I don't mm-hmm. think it works that way. I, I at this point, like modern Democrats don't get smarter under any circumstances. <laughs> you know, I, I watched a clip today of Harris, mm-hmm. who is truly an extraordinary intellect. <laughs> <laughs> extraordinary, I mean, out of the ordinary. Um, talking about how amazing the electric, I think she might have been talking about buses, but that you can charge your phone on them. And I'm going, wow. I hadn't <laughs> thought about how they're, they'd never be able to figure out how to do that and say a plane that runs on diesel-like fuel. And, you know. Yeah, I, I know. Like that whole, that whole, mechanic, that, that whole induction, electrical induction thing. You know. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's yeah. so twenty. That's they so should nice. do something like put like cigarette lighters in them too, so that they can <laughs> they can light their cigarettes. And like she's never realized that like the the headlights, how about headlights? Ones. They could put lights. They could put turn signals on these things. Yeah, really. Right without these electric wow. cars, it's really Wait, unimaginable what can be done with these brake lights. You know, something that tells Park you one. how full your gas gauge is. How right? about it a radio? Could be, be all electronic. Yeah, by Motorola, right? Um, it's it's amazing what you can do with an electric car. It is just amazing. Now, are they going? I now want one. Thank you, Dave. I now I, I now I'm going to give I up know. my thank you for your truck. I'm immediately going to go out and buy a. But you know, all this uh, puts me in mind of something that I was talking about on Tommy's podcast not too long ago hmm. with uh, Andre, Andre Martinov, and uh, the the issue was our country is so crazy. What what are the Russians thinking about how to end this project in the Ukraine without us doing something really crazy? See, I think that's a scary thought. I think that really is. Well, it's a, it's a big I task. Was, I mean, it's a big assignment for them. They got to really be careful about what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. I mean, I Putin in so many different ways over the last six months to a year said, look, I don't know how to get through to you guys. You're just not listening anymore, right? And I think that's exactly right. So yeah, Putin. You can imagine Putin saying, "You know, there's there's nothing left but to deal with these guys the hard way." I I think that he has an alternative to dealing with us the hard way, and that is to deal with us the systematic way, and this just to be methodical, systematic, calm. Mm-hmm. You repeat the things that need to be repeated and, you know, as many times as necessary to get through uh, Joe Biden and company's thick skulls. And uh, you now I think that that's what they're planning to do. 
I'd hmm. also think that he could be communicating with the Western world, making sure that his word gets out, which he says, here's the deal, guys, this is what we got to do now. So that when it happens, instead of people saying, well, Russia retreated when, in fact, they were actually using it, a tactic that was said to be their plan in the first place. Hmm. So if Russia's crystal clear what they're doing and why, and then it happens, you can imagine people going, well, you know, he, he did tell us he was going to do that and now sucks. And and so I, I, I uh, and I actually am optimistic the Ukraine war is going to end in a couple of months. I am, too. And I think that the Russians are going to wrap it up. I think they're going to. Yeah. I think they're they're not going to they're not going to uh, occupy what's left of the rump state of Ukraine. Right. Uh, you know they're going to hang it out to dry, and uh, you know and and absorb the territories that they've absorbed, and just let it try to be the rump state of Ukraine. With its and they've rump. already got them. They've already yeah. got the territories they need. Yeah, uh, you know the, the the it's it's a funny thing. I I, I I go back and forth on this with the the war in Ukraine, and I, I don't disagree with what I don't disagree with much of this. My 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 problem here is I really do think that we have one of two options here, right? Either the Russians are holding back because they're not using air cover much at all beyond where they're they're dumping artillery in to grind the Ukrainian army into bits. Let me interrupt for a second. Is it possible that that we have the we they are the tools already exist over there to start bringing their planes down fast. Is it possible we have a no fly zone locked and loaded, and therefore they can't get the planes up? Is that's that possible? I think I think that's that is the counter narrative as to why this is again when I when I argue when I, I think about I, I when I talk about this stuff with with with, with Dexter White and who's really like been deep into this on you know w- wondering what in the hell are the Russians doing? Why aren't they just rolling over the ukrainians which they should be able to and he's like he doesn't he doesn't see he doesn't understand what they're doing and i and i and to a certain extent i i'm sympathetic to that point of view or at least willing to play it out but at the same time i really do think that for the russians it's just a matter of their goal is not to take territory their goal is to demilitarize ukraine and you do that by destroying its army in every at every level and once you understand that that is their operational goal they are winning right right and once you and and then once there's no ukrainian army left then you can take territory like up until this point you let wagner and you let the chechens and you let you know and you you fill the lines with 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 uh with east you know with uh, russian prisoners and and whatnot and you and you save your main army your professional soldiers in case nato decides to lose its fucking mind and you have to put professional soldiers on the ground to fight NATO. And at that point, everything changes. And I think that's the story. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's the way it looks. <clears throat> I, I bet that may be wrong. I, I'm, I, I just don't think we have that much. I don't think we have really good information about what's going on here, but remember what Russia's stated goals are. And hey, let's not, that. let's not forget also that public opinion is changing a lot in the USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see those yellow and blue flags hanging out on anybody's porch anymore. Right. And uh, you know, every time somebody mentions another fifty billion dollars for Ukraine, you can see people kind of you know throwing up in their mouth. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, well, and half getting, the country on a worse. purely political argument, right? Half mm-hmm. the country is going to do that just purely as a political repulsion to mm-hmm. anything this administration does. So it's, right. there's a natural fifty percent opposition to everything. Sure, right. and then and then. Um, I also 
do believe that uh, someone with a, a tiny little ability to do arithmetic can do the math and say, wow, you know, if you actually look at that as a per capita expense, that money starts adding up fast. Yeah. We're over a hundred billion no, right now, right? Yeah, it, it, it's we're it's about a hundred billion, I think. Yeah. And but, people but, are starting to put together some other weird things, like the fact that we are up to a hundred billion, and yet they don't have any more artillery shells and bullets in in, in Ukraine. Yeah, right. You know, right. like uh, they, money they shell out maybe ten billion for ammo. Right. Well, because most of that money hasn't actually made it to Ukraine yet. The, yeah. It's aid to Ukraine as laundered through contracts for Raytheon, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, yeah. and the rest of them. Like, yeah. And those things are being built, but are they ever going to get to Ukraine? I'm not saying that there isn't corruption. Of course there but is. But then there's not stupid arguments like... Fund. Of course there is. Then there's stupid arguments like they're going to send 31 Abrams tanks. <laughs> and your first thought is 31 tanks. Go fucking figure, right? 31 whole fucking tanks? How many how many how many shells will that take to take them out? Thirty one. Right. And, and without and the I'm, without the logistical infrastructure to make those tanks and the Hueys and everything else. Well, remember, I, and I, also apparently uh, we are deeply opposed to sending the state of the art Abrams tanks. Of so we're going to send them 1960s vintage <laughs> Abram tanks with paper mache armor around them. <laughs> and uh, we don't want to send the high tech armor. And and as a consequence, we have to make these shitty tanks. We can't just ship them. I think there. I think we're, we're what we're pledging, Dave, is the tanks that are already in Poland. You have to oh, realize that that's what. Oh, that's, the that's why they said that's 31. the situation. That's I think the next thirty-one. The next thing no, we're going to send them is the next thing we're going to send them is a thousand pirate costumes. <laughs> right, patches. We start sending yeah, them planes from the, the Smithsonian. Uh, yeah. I, I just I, I just think at this point that <laughs> the Russians are they understand what the, the parameters of the situation are. They don't want to provoke the Americans much further. I don't know if you saw the 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 uh, headline of Zero Hedge a few hours ago that Blinken is now telling the Ukrainians it would be a bad idea to uh, try and attack Crimea. This is on, this is where I want to go next with this, which is the Munich Security Conference, because it was last year during Munich that. The West basically declared war on Russia by having Kamala Harris basically declare war on Russia, and then Zelensky go <laughs> and ask for fucking nuclear weapons. <laughs> Zelensky she's asked gonna, for nuclear she's weapons on February 23rd, and buses. the Russians attack on February 24th, right or 22nd. You know, <laughs> the days are a little on. So they we declared war last year. Are we going to declare a lasting? Are we going to declare you know peace in our time this year, or are we just going to ask for yet another ceasefire so that we can rearm? I think Kamala. Kamala should declare double war. Double secret war. <laughs> double, secret double secret war. probation war. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm dead yeah. serious. They sent her. And I actually don't think that, that Harris is going to give a speech this year. I think she's pissed off with them for having her having them give her the speech that declared all of this shit. And now <laughs> she's the one with egg on her face. She's the one wearing that. Yeah. Because I don't know why she's not. That she said was going to happen happened. And the Russians are still standing. I feel like I'm in a David O. Russell movie with this stuff. I was thinking Tarantino, but okay. Yeah, no, it's definitely like uh, uh, David O. Russell. It, it, it has an antic quality that is really off the charts. Now, it's antic comedy. It's something. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it, it reminds me of Three Kings, right? Are we shooting? Are we shooting? <laughs> is, is there a chance? This is my tinfoil hat moment. I'll go tinfoil now, <laughs> since you guys got it out of your systems partially. Uh, is, is there, do you is need there more a Reynolds chance? heavy duty, Dave? I live in the tinfoil um, realm. Uh, 
I'm just going to do a colander and hope the holes aren't big. Um, <laughs> is is there a chance the Russians in the West are are coordinating? To I think the, I think in the financial markets they are. I think that we. I I don't think it's too wild to assume that like. I think they let the balloon go over the mainland. I think that they're going to conveniently find evidence of Russian meddling in our trains or some shit, because this goes back to what Tom said before on the show is that like these people are psychopaths. They just double down the idea that they're going to go. All right, let's not go to nuclear war. They don't, they don't think like that. They just keep going. So I think what they're going to want to do is, yeah, they're going to need that 50% that's in just, you know, ideological opposition. They're going to need a, they want some fear. They want that feeling of the second plane hitting. I think they want that. And I think that they're going to let these things happen. And they're going to go, yeah, you know, Biden's going to brief and go, you know, we have reason to believe that, you know, X, Y, and Z happened and that this is a form of, and they're going after our critical infrastructure, which Biden made that speech, you know, right when he got in office, if Russia or China attacks this, this is an act of war. I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to back down. Well, well this is the- where my, my mind went uh, first. Um, and I'm surprised that we haven't even mentioned it. You know, I, I don't understand why our adversaries in this world would not take the opportunity of sending all kinds of people across our border, our open southern border, yeah. including lots of people with expertise in messing things up. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine <clears throat> that it would be not just a few dozen, but hundreds, maybe sure. thousands. Sure. Yeah. Send some um, to Martha's here's, Vineyard. Here's 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 a couple of things for you. One, the timing of the Cy Hirsch article. Hmm. Very important. Nord Stream 2. Who he didn't mention. The Brits and the Poles, who were intimately involved in this. Um, and let's go one step further. So when you think about Nord Stream 2 bombing, what did it what was it actually doing? What did actually happen? Civilian infrastructure was targeted as an act of war. So, and then they followed that up with the sequel, the Kurt Trade Bridge Bomb. So, did anybody miss a couple of weeks ago that all the planes in the United States were grounded for a while because of a, a yeah. failure of computer failure? You don't think the Russians, the, where the Russians are hyper-competent is in cyber warfare. They're, they're not lying to us when they say the Russians are really good at cyber warfare. They're lying to us about the instances in which they did these things, like hacking the election. That's nonsense. But Lufthansa, just the other day, oh, by the way, they grounded all their planes because their computer systems went down. Like, it's on like Donkey Kong, folks. It is multi-theater warfare at every level at this point. The Russians are doing their thing. They're running their, they've got their propaganda systems running. They, we have ours. Everybody has everything going. Everybody's lying and war's on the horizon. What's amazing to me is how many people in this country <clears throat> don't realize that we have propaganda too. It's amazing. I, I'm, I'm stunned by the people who say, well, that's just Russian propaganda. I go, our propaganda machine is the size of Russia's GDP. Right. <laughs> Well, again, these are the same people that, you know, owned the conservatards because Fauci told them it was safe and effective. Like, 
Got I wear my mask to, to, to protect Ukrainian men for the right to get pregnant. Yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. I it's... saw I saw a woman in the store the other day with a mask on with her nose hanging out. I'm going, that's such a paradox, right? <laughs> if it was a year ago, you'd say that's a that's a that's a passive aggressive mask wearer. Yeah. But now she's one of the only ones in the store with a mask on wearing it in a way that was unprotected. How about this one? You have to wear your mask everywhere in a hospital or this place or that place and that way still. And yet they're not telling everybody to wear to to cover up in East Palestine in Ohio, where there's an actual, you know, Akron chemical in the air. And they're all it's perfectly safe. Is it wear a cloth mask yeah. to stop a virus. Well, the politicians uh, who said the, it was perfectly the, safe. Please done breathe a, in done the cancerous flip. smoke. It's good for you. Is there a critical mass of comedy uh, where where all of a sudden uh, wakes uh, up. America America's heads head blows off? I I don't know, There's but all I know is that the idiocracy stuff. has become a documentary. Yeah. And by the way, I I don't see the USA being capable of, of prosecuting any kind of a war with another major power now at all. I, I, it just seems to me. I mean, other than lobbying nuclear missiles on someplace I, I don't see that we're capable of, of uh fighting I'm a just, war with soldiers i you know I, 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 what i will never do jim and and, and i and i'm not disagreeing with you but i will what i will never do at this point is underestimate my adversaries and the people who think that you know our, our, our government's not our adversary at this point crazy but mm -hmm. never underestimate you know the ability of like our soldiers are, I think we have plenty of colonels and commanders. I think, and at that level, I think our army functions just fine. I think our generals are morons. I think they're all political hacks. And that I, I heard something the other day, somebody was talking about, I don't remember where I read it, but it was like talking about, I think it might've been actually Doug, uh, Doug McGregor saying, this is rem very reminiscent of France before world war one with all these political generals and which Stanley Kubrick covered perfectly in Paths of Glory all those years ago with Kirk Douglas. Um, so maybe that's the situation that we have. It's not the, not the soldiers that are the problem. It's not the equipment or the technology or anything else. It's not the battalion commanders. It's not any of that. It's the generals and well, it's the politicians who don't realize what it is that's going on. And I honestly do think that we have uh, members of the military stating unequivocally yeah, we do not want to get into into an industrial war with the Russians anytime soon. Now, well, 20, one thing by twenty twenty five, maybe, but not right one, now. One thing about this is that, um, you know, unlike other major powers right now, we've actually demonstrated in a whole series of wars against much lesser adversaries that we can't win these wars. Now, these were, you know, obviously. Uh, you know, insurgency wars, what, what fourth Parole generation war, wars, you know, they're different kinds of wars than the, the kind that our army is designed to fight. Nonetheless, yes. you know, we had our our colonels and our uh, field commanders and, and, and our operations and we didn't win the wars. We got yeah. chased out of these countries. So I, 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 I know. But then again, the question then is, what was the goal of those? It's again, it's like asking what the goal, what Russia's <laughs> goals are in 
And well, what's our goal in this thing? Our goal in this thing is stupid. It's to is to cause a revolution and an a, you know an uprising against Vladimir Putin. It's absurd. Of course, it's absurd. Of course, it's absurd. And that's he why is, he isn't even disliked in the United States. Yeah, I don't dislike. I, I, I did a Twitter poll and put Putin against Macron against Boris Johnson. No, Twitter against uh, Trudeau. Johnson and Biden and said, who's who's the best leader for their country? And Putin got 71 percent. Yeah, I'm not surprised. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Right. He, he is the guy who looks like he's attempting to, um, attempting to, uh, to take care of his country. Right. So to play devil's, it's, it's hard to, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. if, this was, if this was a Russian attack, you know, downing of, the, of all the planes... Or again with Lufthansa, why wouldn't we be playing that up at, to to drum up a, a groundswell of even more intense anti-Russian sentiment? Because they would know at that point that we actually have to fight a war with the Russians that we're not ready to fight yet. Okay. Because those are acts of war that you admit to. The political wars that everybody knows are bullshit, or done for propaganda purposes to win elections, right? Hillary losing to Trump, all that stuff. If they come out with actual honest to God intelligence that says, yeah, the Russians hacked, you know, FAA database and, you know, in our air traffic control system, two things. One, it makes the Biden administration look even weaker than it actually, than it, it is portraying, which is immense, but let's just go there. And two, you can be weaker to, than that. Well, um, defenseless. Yeah. Defenseless. I, I, and, I they spent... out, and they and they shoot down a bunch of baroons. Yeah, no, like it's crazy. All I can think of, I don't know if you guys remember, all I can think of is, is going back to the old episode of F Troop. Balloon! That's all I can think of. All week. <laughs> but all it's, week. I, I, I know you guys are old enough to remember that. I, I, I've been saying that to other people all week, and they're like, all right, you're millennials. You, you don't get it. So the Russians are the Hakawi Indians. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, I, okay, I, I sat for two hours in my living room on Saturday with a guy who was one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And I've met a few smart ones. And he's a doctor and, and he's retired. And he told me how fucked up the whole COVID story is right down to the receptors and everything. And so that, that, that you know, pinned my ears back, even though I, I do know that story. Then on Sunday, um, I got a visit from a military intelligence guy who was on his way from West Point back to Canada. And he spent two hours telling me why we were heading into World War III. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get out of him something that con- conveyed to me in honest, it, it, you know, compellingly why. Um, but but I, I asked him nuclear, and he says hard to say. He seemed to he seemed to agree with the idea that if it's if it goes nuclear, it's because someone bones something. Now, by definition, you bone something if you go nuclear. But <laughs> but but not 
10 generals sitting around a table deciding to nuke someone, but rather some some mishappy thing. Um, but he he seems to think that now that the war has started, the U.S. can't back out. Yep. So that goes yeah, against you know, my theory. The odd thing is, as Tom uh, Tom Luongo said about five minutes ago, is that so many, you know, half, more than half the country is aware of the fact that our government is at war with our people. Yeah. So it's like a three-front war. You know, right. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're committing acts of war against our allies, namely Germany, by blowing up their, their basically blowing up the source of their uh, industrial uh, capacity. Um, we're committing, uh, uh, we're, we're at war with our own people, and we're at war with Russia. And, which, you know, I don't see that working out too well for even for the, the planners of, the, of these operations, and the, the and yeah, no, I, and the worst part about this is, if you, and also you know, one more you're thing, sorry, right. Tom, I, one no. more thing. Sure, it's a really fast-moving story. Mm-hmm. In fact, all the stories that we're uh, uh, dealing with tonight are really fast-moving stories. You know, the whole vaccine death story is moving really, really quickly. The yes, uh, Ukraine war story is moving really quickly. Um, the uh, you know, the sabotage story is moving quickly. Uh, I think Americans are, you know, they're I think they're going to be on to the fact that they've been played really badly by their own people. And they're and they're, you know, they're I picking think, up on climate change, too. I think uh, they're picking up on the climate change story. Finally, and I think when climate oh, yeah. change stood on its own two feet, they believed it. Then right. you go through the whole COVID Ukraine thing and they're going, hey, wait a minute, let me replay that tape on climate change because they obviously mm-hmm. will lie about anything. And yeah, they're, they're, also, some... they're also discovering when they go to a car dealership, if they happen to go, that an electric car costs $60,000. Right, and all the subsidies the, the have gone away and then they're going to put a grid tax on you. Like, look, you know, remember, I, I think we, I don't know if I talked about it with you guys previously, but um remember why the yellow vest started out right because of a 25 cent per per liter tax on diesel fuel and the and and everybody in france revolted because they said and they said the proximate cause was you all told us that gasoline was bad and we needed to move to diesel because it's better so we all moved to diesel and now you're telling us diesel is bad and you want us to move to electrics well they haven't even gotten everybody into a fucking electric car yet and they're already telling us that we're going to tax you extra for the grid, the tax you're putting on the grid for running your electric, for charging your electric car. Meaning, what this is, oh, and what people I think are really beginning to figure out is that this is about the end of private transportation and the end of privately produced food, produced transportation, everything. That there's, you're not going to be able to have private anything. We are in control of this technology. And actually, by the way, you're hackable. You're just machines. We can hack. I, I put out a brilliant startup idea on Twitter this morning. I thought it was brilliant. I might have stood alone. Rebel Foods. It's uh, it's there. It's artificial vegetables made out of made out of animal products. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said that the two, first two releases, one was going to be duck fat potatoes. And the other one was going to be pork, lasagna, pork, broccoli. <laughs> and I said there was something else. I said the. Uh, the the spike protein smoothie 
uh, was delayed because it was found to be even worse than the first two. And, uh, and then, and then I, I realized after I posted that, it, that, that I should use uh, beyond veggies. Yeah. Beyond veggies. How about, how about a, a product uh, to go along with that called instant water? Just to add instant water. Instant water. Yeah. I instant know. water. Instant water. water. Acme. Instant water. Right. Yeah. I, th I think they actually had that in the Roadrunner cartoon all those years ago. Like he had like instant water just to add, you know, instant water. water. Just well, water. Someone has to explain to me how we sell literally billions of bottles of water to people. I I've never understood this. Oh, I can tell you why. It's a well, fashion accessory for, for girls, for young women. That's really? part of it. It's a fashion part of it accessory. Is that urban water that I don't know about you, but I live rural and I live on a well and Drinking the water in most urban centers is gross because of all the carbon. <laughs> like I don't want to buy New York City. I don't water. mind buying, a, a spending a you know. I, I had this argument with my friendly localhood, friendly neighborhood um, game shop owner years ago because she wouldn't sell bottled water because she was a shit lib and she just refused to sell bottled water because she was um, she was politically against bottled water. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to drink Gainesville's water. Gainesville's water is nasty. I'm willing to pay you a dollar for a bottle of water and to sub and 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 to support your store directly while I'm in here for nine hours playing board games. So sell me some fucking water, will you? I don't want Coke. I don't want Diet Coke. I, I want a bottle of water. Like because well, New York City water at, is famous. You know, and I don't want to drink the shit coming out of the out of, uh, out of the tap because I don't want to have to bring you know chlorine. I don't want to neutralize the chlorine before I drink it. It's disgusting. I'm on the bait for it. That's why. All right. I'm gonna, There's I'm gonna a repeat, lot of that. I'm going to repeat what I said because uh, we were talking over each other. New York City water is famously clean, pure, and delicious because it all comes from a, re a reservoir, uh, I don't know, 125 miles away in upstate New York. And it actually, come, actually, one of those reservoirs is in my hometown. Uh, which one? The Ashokan? There's one in, there's a small one in, um, in, in Central Valley. Oh, in Woodbury. Hmm. Yeah. No, there's at least seven. Actually, but anyway, you know, water. I mean, New York City is like the world capital of bottled water, of you know, of young women uh, and, and hipster weenies walking around with their water bottles. So, Agreed. you know, it's clearly a, a fashion thing, just as uh, the, uh, you know, the, the binary sex thing is clearly a status game being played for brownie points. Um, would you forgive me for I want to introduce an interesting dynamic based on something Dave was talking about a couple of minutes ago about the whole electric, you were, we were all talking about it, the electric car thing and and um, the WEF plan to uh, interrupt all of our activities and especially motoring um, it's a strange dynamic because the truth of the matter is one way or another, we are in the twilight of happy motoring anyway. You know, no matter what you use to propel the car, that whole system is over. And you should write a book about it, Jim. Yeah, I did. I wrote a couple of books about it. <laughs> I know. But, but it, conf it confuses people terribly because, um, you know, people, uh, one of the things that we really need to be invested in intellectually in this country is, are the kind of ideas that the new urbanist movement was pushing, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and still are, by the way. And that is that, you know, we really need to live in traditional towns and walkable communities 
And I mean, it's one thing to have the option of, of getting in your car and going somewhere. And uh, the, the new urbanists never saw any problem with that. They just wanted to, you know, highly discipline the car and provide better environments for people to live in, you know, hour by hour. But this mm -hmm. whole thing is now being perverted and, and turned into a huge misunderstanding with this idea of the 15 minute city, Agreed. which the, the Weffers have have been pro promoting. And so uh, they've got a whole bunch of uh, basically conservative and libertarian people jumping up and down going woo, 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 because the 15 minute city sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, sounds like an en encroachment on your liberty. But, you know, there's a great difference between the 15 minute uh, car uh, uh, mandatory motoring city and the walkable community. Agreed. And, and so it's completely it's just another layer of mindfuckery that is uh, making us an incoherent society and unable to have a coherent conversation about the things that are important. We are going to have to move back into coherently shaped towns and, and, and walkable towns. Uh, and we're going to probably be dragged kicking and screaming into that. But, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate. It's tragic that that we're not going to be able to do it in any kind of a coherent way. Well, Jim, I, I agree with you. I, 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 I agree with the, the basic idea. The problem, of course, is as always these people like. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Those at the WEF and go back to what I said earlier which is that they want to put up toll booths for everything. They don't just want to yeah. break. They don't want to, they want to take a perfectly good idea and then, oh, we can put a layer of control on it so that we can keep people from moving from place to place so that they can't revolt against our edicts. Yeah. And then we can put complete controls over their lives. It's the totalitarian impulse over this that is the issue, is the problem, of course. And yes, conservatives and libertarians are going to knee-jerk, ab-react in the wrong direction on all of these ideas because that's what they're conditioned to do just like you know this like modern leftists are are you know hostile to all things private capital like it's well, just the, the other the other side of that and it's all bullshit it's all false dichotomy another another angle on that whole argument is that um the whole the wef is on the wrong side of history with that because the you know the, the the actual trend in in motion is to decentralize, relocalize, downscale, get smaller. You know they're not on the right side of that. We're not heading to centralized world government and world control. So to me, it all sounds like a joke. Unless the first step is to depopulate. Well, the, yeah, I, I it looks like somebody is trying to do that with the vaccines, but they sure botched that. You know they're yeah, gonna they, they are Africa. gonna end up killing a lot of people, but not enough to make a meaningful dent in the the global population. I mean, even if it ends up being you know fifty million, it's not going to be a meaningful dent in well, the, the, the billions. That's why they're going after the food supply. Mm. Well, it may be, but uh, you know, uh, uh, before that can actually accomplish anything, they're going to create so much civic disorder. 
and political disorder that you know it's just we're we're just going to be living in you know a revolutionary fog of of uh, chaos so I, and and but i think the other the other side <clears throat> of this is that you know when i talk to people in 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 my community about this stuff and i i and every once in a while i am fit for human consumption so i do actually go out and and, and inter, interface with other human beings um <laughs> You and I, you know, we, I talk about some of these things that, and they're all like, and, and very normal people are now very angry. What I've yeah. seen. And I, and when I, when I bring this stuff up and I, and I, I say things, you know, I, I bring these things up here and there. I just said over and over again, it's why I shop at the local feed store. It's why I, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I interject these ideas at the local feed store at, you know, with the guy who fixes my road, like there's all of this stuff. And, we're all all agreed. It's our, you know, I live in an agricultural community in North Florida. We can grow our own food. We grow our own hay. Yeah, we're going to need a lot of diesel fuel to maintain our current level of uh, of lifestyle. But, you know, that can be arranged. It's mm -hmm. not that difficult. And, you know, the reality is, is that people are already hit to it. And it's now what I, and I keep saying to people all over and over again, is like, you know, if you want a way to, you know, to immunize your society or your corner of society, look right, right down the road, look at your neighbor, look at, you know, and start the process of trying to figure out what is your, your town, what doesn't your town have? Hey, by the way, Tom, are yeah. your neighbors buying those $70,000 pickup trucks? Some of them were. But no one's buying. No one's bought a new car in my neighborhood. I was probably the last person to buy a new car in my neighborhood. So, is that one of the things? You're there's a lot of them about? in my. There's there's a lot of them in this in this area because we all because that's the status sure. symbol in North Florida. Um, and what I've noticed is there's an awful lot of Ford Mavericks on the road all of a sudden. There's an awful lot of San, Hyundai Santa Cruzes on the road all of a sudden. And um, there's a whole lot of Honda Ridgelines on the on the road in North Florida, not F-150s, not Silverados, not Rams. And when you when you parse the pickup truck market, which I'm particularly sensitive to, um, it's clear that those are your three most affordable trucks in today's market. The Honda Ridgeline is a full service um, half ton pickup truck is by far the best deal on the market. For a four by but four, I, I did over, some shopping and for a cheap car, and they don't exist right now. No, they don't. The, the, you know, you, the 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 rock bottom list price of a you know Subaru Impreza is like twenty four thousand. The only ones you can find are tricked out versions that are thirty eight thousand. I um I just swapped cars recently, and finally just went back to a pickup truck. Got myself a twenty fourteen two seater beater, four by four with a Hemi. So two seater truck, not even a, not no extended kit. So just two two seater beater, right? Um, and I, I swapped that out for I had a Mustang. I swapped them out. It was twenty five grand, twenty fourteen, with sixty six thousand miles. Grand. Wow. What's that? That's eight. That's eight years of depreciation. That's serious. Eight, yeah. Business. Now here's the thing. That truck new back in twenty fourteen was probably thirty thirty one maybe. List could have gotten it off the lot for twenty eight twenty eight five. But today, that truck, the way it's tricked out today, is forty grand Oof. new. That's the price inflation. 
Okay, because if you do, I, I mean, I do this. I, I, you know, when I, 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 it's like it's crazy. Like the 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 discriminatory NBA style pricing models that that have infected every aspect of the car buying process is to move everybody up to the forty five thousand dollar price point. The car industry, the the car makers have all basically gamed the 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 price points to get you to buy the truck they want to build and sell you. So it's back. We're back to Henry Ford. I don't care what color you, what, what you know, what color car you want. You're going to get, you know, but you can have any color you want. But you know, you're going to get black, right? It's the same kind of thing. But they've done it with NBA style discriminatory pricing, so that like four, like four wheel drive on a, on a Ram four door, full cap, right, is like a twenty five hundred dollar upgrade. But on a two seater beater, it's seven grand or six grand. Sure. Why? It's the same. It's the same understructure. But because they don't sell very many of them, they actually are trying to move you into the new Ram 1500 with the four doors and the 140-inch wheelbase because they're because that's what they sell 93%. Yeah, it's like when you stop and look at the at the at the sales numbers, 93% of all the trucks have four four doors on them. Why? Because for two thousand dollars extra, you can get the whole truck that'll move the entire family, and you can put rear-facing car seats in the back seat, and you can do this, and you can and transport, you know. You know, you can still go to Lowe's and get the, you know, six sheets of plywood or whatever you're going to do. Like that truck now has to do everything. Yeah, and but they're selling. They're selling far fewer units. You, that whole industry is going to collapse like you wouldn't believe at seven percent interest rates. They're selling far fewer units of cars, so yes. it, it seems like a desperation move. That if you're selling fewer units, the units that you have that you do sell have to sell for a lot more money. The whole car industry seems to me to be completely fucked. You know, well, it, the, it, 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 the the existing the existing structure of the market was based on zero bond interest rates and yeah, seven year that, financing. That's true is 0%. for every. That's true for everything. But it right? is for, that, true, true for true absolutely everything. everything. Uh, Colin Roach, Colin Roach posted something the other day that, you know, that big rise in retail sales. He said, if you actually look at it in terms of the units sold of things, mm -hmm. did it's did it actually shrunk? Mm -hmm. The big rise is purely inflation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like you're 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 you know twenty I, a year ago you bought five dozen eggs for twenty dollars. Today, you buy two, right. but GDP is still twenty dollars. Right. Because right. it's gross national spending, not gross national product. Right. Right. Is, like, it, are, is that what what your neighbors are pissed off about? What what are, I'm curious what they're expressing exactly. Uh, what, oh, they what, they they just know what is their anger aimed at? Their anger is aimed at 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 um, the fact that this country is they They can they absolutely can sense that everything is going in the wrong direction. Like it's all wrong. Like at every level, like so. And... I had a pharmacist telling me the other day we were we were kind of started the chat, right? And we both agreed that everything is truly fucked up and mm -hmm. fucked up in every respect, <laughs> and everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden he starts wailing on Trump, and so I just kind of shut my mouth, and he just kept wailing on Trump. And I'm sitting, and after about five minutes of hearing him wail on Trump, I resisted, but I was about to say, you know, he's not president anymore. You know that, right? And and uh, and so it was just the guy was blaming the entire state of the world on Trump. Well, you know, they did a fine job of scapegoating him. They tried to do it. Yeah. With Putin. it worked. Do you think with the yeah, Putin's of, too good? Do you think with the amount of shit going bad. south that 
more people will be open to Trump next year, or is the orange man bad hatred that bad? It's that bad. Yeah. I, I you know, I kind of wish he'd just step aside, could get out of the way. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it, the chaos is just, you know, he, he achieved a lot. Yeah. And and his his some of his ideas will will live on. And I actually don't think he's running. I have this theory that he's trying to keep the spotlight on himself. Uh, Mm. Much the same way I think Biden's team is trying to keep the spotlight on Biden Mm -hmm. to keep it off of the potential candidates who are so easily dismissed as complete fucking idiots that they want to keep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, he's the scariest because he's. He's got great hair. Yeah. Well, also, he, he's, he's he's not so patently stupid, right? I mean, he's he's got there's a little bit of something there. He's I slick. Mean, he's slick. Yeah, yeah, and but he's scary slick. I mean, it's it's really he's awful. Comic book villain like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I I I, I agree. There. I don't me. think Trump is running. I think he's running an interference campaign. I don't know if he's running right. it for. I don't think he's oh. running it for this, for DeSantis though. I hope. I I actually hope that Ron is very smart and stays out of this. Um, honestly, no one wants to be president in 2024. You know, it's going to be a, a very messy situation. I don't situation. think anybody actually wants the job. And all of these fast-moving situations that we're talking about, war, finance, COVID, vaccines, uh, excess deaths, these stories are so fast-moving that, uh, you know, the, the picture is going to look so different in six months, let alone. Uh, in well, but that's years, an argument know? for someone stepping in at the right time. That's buying the bottom. Right. So but yeah. so the CEO of YouTube just stepped down a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. She's been really Susan. Woj, 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 yeah, yeah. She's but she's been the CEO for 25 years and she's stepping mm-hmm. down not long after Jim Jordan subpoenaed all the heads of big tech okay. to say what was your this involved? is mm-hmm. this is now okay so two weeks ago it was Jacinda Ardern two days ago it was Nicholas Sturgeon mm-hmm. now it's Susan Wojcicki <clears throat> when's Justin Trudeau going to get thrown out I'm telling you the the Davos is getting dismantled in front of our eyes mm-hmm. they have hit the political brick wall think Ardern just- had to step down because she was not going to win re-election and who was that? Uh, She's the Bucktooth New Zealander. Gotcha. That, the, the Prime yeah. Minister. Yeah, the 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 one yeah. with a bigger package than I have. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you knew I had the go there. That's ev- that's everybody. That's everybody, Tom. Ah, I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the uh, and who's the next person that's uh, they're all get. I, I was, was waiting for the third one to fall. I was waiting for the Nicola third Sturgeon, Force, Force Johnson, the, Force Johnson. Nicola Sturgeon well, well, was Johnson, the you know, they brought in Reese Sunak. It's clear that they're setting up for something's going on in the UK. And I was like writing about it for my patrons this morning. All I have were a bunch of questions because I couldn't actually parse everything. But part of me really thinks that there's going to be some kind of political upheaval in the UK in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And that is actually what's going to upset markets more than anything else because i'm but that's a that's a, a an interesting direction but davos 2023 this year was very interesting and again i keep bringing up i keep i keep wanting to think about this in terms of davos 2023 was moved up to before munich this year soros skips mm-hmm. davos and is going to give a speech on the sideline of munich state of and that klaus wasn't there officially 
He was not Tony, there officially. They, they, Tony he Blair was supposedly was there, but he was before. not there officially. Right. Tony Blair. And then Elon Musk shows over. up. What's that? Musk shows up to the WEF and, and tells them, be careful in New World Order. It's a bad idea. Not only that, <laughs> but Jamie Dimon, again, this goes back to my arguments about the Fed and the New York boys and commercial banking and all this stuff. Jamie Dimon goes to Davos, does stint on CNBC with the ski slopes in the background, the parka on, the whole nine yards, and says, the Fed is definitely has to go much higher than 5%. Right. That was anathema to everybody. And that oil is going to be with us for the next 50 years. As far as I can tell, I think Wall Street finally said enough is enough. There's a scary facet to um, the fact that the markets are not responding to the warning shots across the bow. Yes. Because it's allowing the Fed um, the power to keep going higher. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the Fed's packing dynamite in every orifice. The Fed is... yeah, they are. And, 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 and so when it finally goes, it's going to be it's going to look like a Tesla hitting a, you know, a, a bridge above it. So Did where's you, the money coming from that's jacking Dave, the talking, market? What's that? I was talking with Daniel. Fascinating question. What's that? Say that again. Where's the money coming that's jacking the markets? The, the, the it's actually running. It's actually fleeing out of Europe. The markets aren't really moving. The markets are kind of just sitting where they are. They're not moving at this point. Like the Dow has been range bound now for nine weeks, mm-hmm. 32 and 34. What's also true is it, with an it up, takes, by the way, with an upward with an upward bid bias on the weekly chart. If you look at the, excuse me, if you look at the weekly chart, it's very very clear. The the Dow is pushing up against that thirty four thousand, thirty four five ceiling, and I think it's going to break through that at some point. The um, I was talking with Daniel Martino Booth the other day. She was on my podcast. Actually, she and, and I brought a, a bunch of this she's stuff a live wire. Oh, I've had dinner with her a number of times. She's yeah, I, she just ricochets off walls. She's she's she's. I, she's, I had she, dinner with her and PJ O'Rourke. How's that for a threesome? Wow. I, I did a threesome with her, and I, I had a dinner threesome with her and Grant Williams. That was also a fun one. I can I can only imagine, and right. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall of that conversation. But so what did um, she say? But what? Uh, but I brought all this stuff up about Powell and and the Fed and all of this stuff, and I said she's like, oh yeah, no, there's not. They're going to extract their pound of flesh, and the, the GOP is going to extract their pound of flesh about. Um, about fiscal responsibility that's going to allow the Fed to continue to do what they're doing. I brought up all the stuff about the Eurodollar markets and how they have collapsed since the jobs report from a couple of weeks ago, right after the Fed went 25 basis points, then the ECB went 50 basis points and announced, oh, by the way, we're going to do corporate EQE, meaning they're going to bail out BlackRock. That's what, that's exactly what Lagarde was saying. And then, and then on Friday, the jobs report comes out and the Euro drops like a rock. The Eurodollar futures markets literally dropped 30 basis points that day across the fucking whole yield curve. And now the market is is talking about now these markets are finally starting to say, "Uh oh, the Fed's going higher. And the reasons I think that everybody was wanted, you know, they just didn't want to believe that the Fed was serious about wanting to go above five percent. He used the word pain about four times. What's that? He used the word pain about four times. I know. I know. And they're not you listening know, everyone to says don't fight the Fed until they say something you don't like. And then they go, oh, now you should fight the Fed. Yeah, exactly. Well, guess <laughs> what? Because the people who are most and, and 
And to Daniel's credit, I laid it out there for her. She turns around and goes, who screamed the most when the first time Powell went 75 basis points? Christine Lagarde. You can't do that. You can't deploy, as she put it, um, interest rates of unusual size. <laughs> interest rate hikes of unusual size. <laughs> Making a, a, a Princess Bride reference was just hilarious. It was like, I, 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 when I listened to that, I went, okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank you very much. Because it was very clear to me at that point that while she's been saying this for a while now, and I think we should listen very carefully, which is that the leverage, Powell's goal is the, the bursting of the offshore leverage loan market. She's been saying this for since she was on with Keith McCollum and Hedge Eyes back in October. And um, so it was very, very interesting like to listen to that, to, to think about that. And, and I think that that's the way we have to start looking at this. Where the money's coming from, Jim, is that the money is beginning to finally start flee Europe. And because when, the European markets aren't blowing up, that's that's no, what puzzles everybody's me. going. Everybody's getting tangible assets. If you think about it, they're getting the dollar and tangible assets. And what are stocks? Stocks are claims on tangible assets. It's not really that difficult. Like they're going to get they're going to move into they're going to move into underpriced real estate where they can. There's not a whole lot of it out there. They're going to move into hard assets. Bitcoin just mm-hmm. blew up to twenty five grand like in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, and I was recording. A what, what was that about? Was that? Well, there's no liquidity in the Bitcoin market. I was I did a podcast with uh, with a with a with a, a patron of mine, Chris Sullivan, who runs a, a, a crypto hedge fund, uh, two weeks ago, and he was saying, "Look, dude, if you look at the uh, the on chain statistics, most of the Bitcoin that was residing on in in custodial wallets on exchanges is gone. It all got moved off the, the cold wallets during the during the uh, during the break the, the breakdown, especially post FTX post FTX blow up." Meaning there's no liquidity in the in the Bitcoin markets. There's no liquidity, then you can only lever up the futures markets so the cash settled futures markets so far. So you can't mutz with the price like you do, like you kind of fuck with gold and silver because there's constantly new supply coming into those markets. There's constantly there's no This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Liquidity in those markets that you can keep fucking with them and people can keep using them as speculative piggy banks to get dollars, right? Same thing is going on in the oil markets. Has anybody looked at the volatility in oil? Like, if you don't think that the, that the WEF and whoever else is, is like doing their level best to make oil the most uninvestable asset on the fucking market, like <laughs> weekly, I do this, weekly volatility in oil is over 6%, mm-hmm. low to high yeah. of the price. It moves over 6% a week. That messes with a lot of business models, doesn't it? It makes it impossible for people to figure out how in the fuck are they going to like hedge their production into the future and plan, plan their costs. Yeah. I, 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 fuck MAGA. I want Moya. Make oil investable again. <laughs> <laughs> so then- this, is what, this is the thing. That, this is the stuff that has to happen. And if you listen to Diamond carefully, if you listen to Morgan Stanley, even Goldman Sachs, they're all saying the same thing. We cannot do this. We are going to deindustrialize and destroy the world. When that that great 
video of, of Diamond doing the diamond, doing the, the doing the power hands when Rashida Tlaib was like trying to do the that was funny. Action. That was uh, funny. It was hilarious. And he's like, because uh, we're if we if we stop investing, I'm not going to stop investing in oil. She's like, why? Well, because that would be the end of the United States, or you know, it would be the <laughs> the road to perdition, or whatever the whatever his phrase was. And all the other ones that were there, like they cowed they, they were all out. like genuflecting to her and not huh. diamond diamond was like yeah fuck you i'm like oh <laughs> just watch yeah, that guy he's, he's on top he's on top of it all i know yeah, that was great the others was... should have taken the cue and they didn't oh. they should have taken the cue so then is the fed is the fed succeeding in their fight against against davos absolutely this euro dollar futures markets have the long end of the curve has moved 70 basis points in two weeks dudes 70 fucking basis points in two weeks well, your thesis has been that the the Fed's actually at war with, with uh, Davos, yeah. And so that's that's another front on the war. There's a war of yeah, the U.S. Absolutely. government against uh, every and, against us, and, the war against Russia, the war against Germany, the war against and, Davos. And Dave asked the question earlier: Is there is there coordination between the U.S. <laughs> and Russia? And on the front, um, when it comes to European transnational communism. I think there is. I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's open, but I know that there's a mutual coincidence of wants. I don't Wall see the Street Russians as being interested in and private and private capital formation. I don't see the Russians being interested in promoting any more communism. Right, and and the and the Russians are like, um, we're going to we're going to um, dismantle your little, you know, project in Ukraine. That's going to turn into a slush fund. I mean, BlackRock came out the other day and said, we, we need $750 billion to rebuild Ukraine. Well, where the hell do you think they're going to get that from? From BlackRock. No. <laughs> they're going to get, they, BlackRock doesn't have that kind of money, Tim. Especially when they're real estate. They have the assets. When their real estate the portfolio. Day. When their they real estate use portfolio. It. Like, like the way Sam Bankman Freed uses his assets, you know, his client's when, assets. When no, they're going to get that money from the ECB. That was the Black, plan. When BlackRock's real estate portfolio blows up, it's going to be a sight to behold. And, I'm, and I got news for you. I'm, nothing I've seen from the Fed and from anybody on Wall Street tells me that they're going to bail BlackRock out. The ECB is the one making the, the noise that they're going to bail them out. Well, the ECB doesn't have any real money. They're going to go to what they're, they're going to. They're going to. The whole goal of this project is to have the war be the cover story for the financial collapse uh -huh. and to bust uh -huh. all the promises of the defined benefit pension systems that are trillions in arrears and blah, 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 blah. And they need the war and they need the cover of war spending to be able to to affect the the, the collapse and the rebuild. Of course, and, Ed Dowd's theory is that the the uh, vaccine business is also a cover for the collapse of the absolutely. financial system. I, I don't disagree with, with Ed on that at all. I've never met Ed, but it's he. He had, sounds he I sounds like him. a smart guy. I had him on <laughs> last week. Would you say Jim? Or would you say his his explanation was that the COVID the whole COVID campaign was a cover for the collapse of the financial system? Gotcha. You know, it's like yeah, a two I mean, year. If you think about it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, just two years. It was going to be like a two year distraction from something that was supposed to go on, but the financial system hasn't collapsed despite the tremendous amount of disorder in the system that's what is remarkable to me is that it's like a block of ice on the sidewalk in the summer it should be water but it takes time <laughs> yeah, it does and the, and and the, the no, big but like for is... example in oh in 0708 
real estate peaked in 06. It took three, three fucking years for, for the real estate peaking to cause mayhem. And, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a, there's just going to be a a rotation. Remember capital always flees where the turmoil is and all the political fights that you see are, um, are, are a way to keep capital frozen. This has been my argument for, Ever. It's like if if you turn the United States into clown world and you put a mushroom in the White House <laughs> and you feed him, keep him in the dark and feed him bullshit and, you know, or jello or ice cream. Wait or a minute. Who are, we ta- who are we talking about now? Joe Biden. Kamala Harris. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, sorry, hey, Janet Yellen. Because she's actually running the fucking didn't country. Didn't Klein leave? <laughs> didn't Klein leave? Yeah, he did leave. Yeah, I thought he was the brains of the operation, which is a bad sign if, if that was true. Yeah, I never did. And, well, I, and it was I, the head I just of the World Bank just, just, just stepped down the other day as well. Who's that? The, uh, the, the guy who's, I don't remember his name, but it's the guy, the head of the World Bank just stepped down. Oh, yeah. Years. I'm waiting for Georgie Ava to step down over the IMF. She's next. If she steps down, dude, Klaus and company are being removed from power. Because these are all people who were put in place in power by Schwab. Then who, who's do it? The Wall Street gang. That's who's doing I it. I think so. For, for lack of like a better like, yeah, no, dude, term, we're not getting rid of commercial banking. Yeah, it's, that's just not fucking happening. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You know, and I don't, and and you know, I, I've never subscribed to the idea of heavily of like you know the Rothschilds secretly run everything and blah blah. I don't. No, like it's right in front of you. Like it's J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs and all those guys, and we have our own plutocracy here in the United States. And sure. our plutocrats are not going to be subordinate to their plutocrats. And sure. we're in a position where we can drive, where we can, you know, drive the uh, drive the agenda. Especially so, people with no last names, like you know the Rothschilds. I mean, who's this Rothschild that we're always hearing about? <laughs> right, is it exactly. Larry Rothschild? You know, I mean, who? Which Rothschild? <laughs> well, then there was the Rothschilds. There was the announcement that the Rothschilds were going to take their bank private. Hmm. Just like the Vatican was going to take all their money out of the markets. Hmm. <laughs> so how how is like, Wall Street pulling this off? I mean, it's it, we'll hmm. never know the actual mechanisms, but have they like recaptured it's, it's, institutions? It's, 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 Tommy, it's really easy. They they have their they have their boy at the Fed raise interest rates three times as fast as they've ever been raised in history. And then you break all of the collateral chains of all the derivatives based on the decade and a half of zero bound money. When I asked um, Booth about this the other day, she was um, she was clear. She's like, "Look, Bernanke and Yellen are just academics, and they, you know, they." She ran with she ran with the idea that they could just be useful idiots, for and they were you know shockingly naive mm-hmm. <laughs> about the consequences. Of their policy. I think that was the, the phrase she used. Uh, well, I don't see how that... their zero bound policy. I don't see how the banks keep their money if that happens. The um, the Fed has <clears throat> over two trillion dollars in the reverse repo facility, and they've got four trillion dollars worth of U.S. Treasuries on their balance sheet. If the market, if the banking system needs liquidity, they have it. If they need collateral, they have it. And the reverse repo facility, as the Fed has raised rates, has come down from two and a half trillion to two trillion because you can now get three to four percent. In the money markets, which you couldn't get before, like the money is moving in back into the banking system. There's plenty, and credit and and financial conditions here in the United States are surprisingly liquid. I, it's not saying we're not going to get, you know, I'm going to like do the George the, the George C. Scott. I ain't saying we're not going to get our hair mussed, right? It's um, Doctor Strangelove, but and it's not going to be easy. 
<laughs> but we can get through this because we've got because we have the guy with the superpower who has the ability to to crash dollar leverage, and nobody else has that power. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, are we really that confident about the collateral? I'm not. Well, and, and it's an emergent system, and so it could just go bad. I mean, this idea that that someone can turn knobs and throw levers and control this right. this is. This is, I agree. Uh, it's not like it's, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying they have everything right? under control, but enough to like, like think of it this way: Does the ECB have those assets? I don't no, know. No, because they bought all that debt. They bought all that all that sovereign debt at negative at negative yield. That's a those problem. those bonds are all thirty percent underwater now. Mm-hmm. And if the Fed goes to seven percent, and the yield curve here in the United States starts to normalize which it should once Janet Yellen stops stepping on the yield curve, the 210 spread, which is what she's doing, selling the two-year, buying the 10-year, that only makes the 210 spread here in the United States worse. She's doing it on purpose to make it look worse than it actually is. It's all management of perspective economics. It's all mope. It's all Jim Sinclair all over again. It's a bunch of fucking Keynesian technocrats thinking that they can control this shit. When the reality is, it's all going to blow right up in their goddamn face. It's all going to explode, and the ECB is going to have shit. See, that's my argument. Me too. It's my argument for years. Yeah, I still don't see how that leaves the banks with a whole lot. It's going to be a smaller banking system, but it's going to be a banking system built not on leverage and controlling and setting monetary policy. That was that, that was the Booth's argument. It's like the, the Greenspan ceded monetary policy to Wall Street. And then, by extension, to the offshore shadow banking system under Bernanke and Yellen, and then that is what's being clawed back. And if we if we get back to you know real interest, real positive interest rates for savers, then community banking can get back to the business of lending for local projects. And we're restarting the steel industry in this country. We're restarting the aluminum industry in this country. We are also gearing up for war. To, okay. I don't know about you guys, but Alcoa is like going through the fucking roof if you've not looked at the freaking charts. Really? Because ArcelorMittal over in France is shutting down smelters. Like aluminum production around the world is falling because they can't afford to keep the pots on because they can't afford to pay for the electricity because what is what is aluminum? Congealed electricity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just nothing but heat. Right. It's just nothing but congealed electricity. Uh, you know, I mean, if you think Bitcoin is a, a, is, a <laughs> is, is a proxy for electricity, it ain't got nothing on aluminum. I, I actually don't think that. So when when the, when the maximalists talk about Bitcoin being pure energy and stuff, I got you guys dropping acid now. It, well, it well, yeah, me sense. and Bitcoin maximalists, we don't get along. No, I'm big, Bitcoin moderates. I'm fine with the maximalists. Uh, I have a little yeah, bit of a problem. I love, I love Bitcoin. I just don't think it's I just I, uh, it's just yeah, the maximalists are just. They're religious zealots. They need a religion to believe. They need something to believe in because they've lost faith in everything else. Well, that's true and that's for all fine. of us. Everybody, you know, when you lose faith in everything, you go and find a new religion. Everybody has to have a religion. Bitcoin's not a bad thing to have a religion in, but it's, you know, not, it's just not actionable that it's going to take over the monetary system in my lifetime. Now, it might be a bit of a stretch, but if the Wall Street gang's trying to take down the Davos gang, they're going to do so in any way they can. And that might even include 
something like exposing their collusion with big tech because it just looks bad on on Davos yes. and the New World Order. So there is that kind of strange bedfellows where again it's yeah it's like the Wolf of Wall Street is now like defending the Second Amendment or the First Amendment, and it's like Elon Musk. Well, that's what I mean. Is like so. It's a weird fucking thing that like they're going to start defending things not because they necessarily care about them, but because it makes Davos look bad. They're going to be like, "Hey, look. and because it's for, and it's in their best interest." Never, never, ever. Um, um, what do you call? Uh, confuse anything I'm saying with I think they're good guys. No, oh, no, I know that. I'm aware of that. No, no, we've, <laughs> we're we've, just let's not let's not. It's our, our plutocrats versus their plutocrats. Oh, 100 percent. You know, Ours are just kind of aligning right now. So it's like, exactly. yeah, I'm whatever. You know, it's. I'm going with them. It's, I'm not. I'm not for those guys. It's just kind of better than Klaus saying like "eat crickets," like that fucking faggot. So like, I think that's what we're seeing, and it's kind of interesting. Then, like, see, Klaus just learned why he shouldn't miss this talk. Exactly. Is he backed yeah. out at the last second? You know, that's right. Putin. Putin keeps backing he out. A, but he I, had a Star Trek I, invention. To go I don't have the nuts to say anything <laughs> bad about Putin. So Putin's allowed to miss Putin. these meetings. I'm. I don't have the balls to make fun of him. But so it is kind of interesting then. Are we going to start to see like by proxy a pro-America stance be carried out by Wall Street simply because it is anti-WEF, not because they're good people, not because they're pro-liberty, but just by default? Are we going to start to see? Well, like, if, we, if they do, we're, we're going to have to see them take on Joe, Joe Biden and his and in fact, the whole party. Well, of I think chaos. they will. It seems um, like someone's pulling. You really levers. think that? Okay, so in a cage match between Jamie Dimon and Barack Obama, because that's what we're talking about here. I'll go with Jamie. Who are you betting on? Dimon. <laughs> I'll go with Jamie. Jamie Dimon. I always bet on the Wall Street. Those motherfuckers are psychos. I always bet. <laughs> well, on not them. to mention that he's tough. He is a tough person. Yeah. Yes, well, he is. well, you just you don't get to that level. By no, their but he's not just on one. He was a he was a boxer. I mean, yeah. the guy is a thug. Yeah. And uh, is Lloyd Blankfein still around? He was pretty no, he's retired. Oh, he, was he retired. Pretty, he he occasionally chimes in. Goldman Sachs now. He's gonna start making moves. So they're doing something then, right? If all these CEOs are stepping down, all these confidential things are being found at like Biden residences. Like, uh, I think I think they probably like disabled the balloon or hacked it and but they just let it float across the united states because it makes biden look like a like like a limp dick <laughs> I, I do. I, the, the chinese came out today with a statement like you know the, uh, about number of flyovers over uh, over uh, that the united states has sent x number of balloons over our, and we didn't like, do anything about them like, there's no <laughs> way that balloon went across the united states without us talking to china right yeah, There's so no that's way. what I mean. Is like, I saw a great meme that that had a map of the trajectory across the U.S. and it kept saying handwritten, hold, 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 hold. It gets over the Atlantic Ocean. They says fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, like Biden Zoo. Like let Biden. Yeah, the art of war. Let the balloon fly over your entire land, and then once. But it's the too- other problem with Biden is we've talked about before is is that he's so compromised that you don't know whether his moves. Are just stupidity, or because Xi Jinping told them to do it. I would say or, it's more or, the World Economic Forum. I think they installed or, them, right? Or both, he's, you know, or yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. He's compromised. I mean, he's compromised to to an unbelievable extent. Hey, what, while we're in the political realm, there's something mm-hmm. we haven't touched on, and I wonder what you two, three guys think about 
the action in Congress last week and, and the action to come, um, does it amount to anything? Is it, uh, is, is it just a vaudeville or what? You know, the what, Jim what? Jordan the Judiciary, the House Judiciary Committee, Comer's other committee, um, and uh, yeah. you know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Committees to come. Do you think that that's just a vaudeville show or is it for real? Uh... It's a good question, Jim. I don't have a, I don't, I'm a good feel for it yet. I think the debt ceiling fight is going to tell us whether or not this Congress has any spine. Mm-hmm. I think it's fraud, Bill. I think it's, it's, it's payback for January 6th. It's payback for election fraud. It's payback for all sorts of shit. Or again, well, pay, payback can be serious. I mean, yeah, uh, but I don't think it's that. I think it's just rake them over the coals on TV. Mm hmm. Well, then it's Wall Street. Well, uh, so, but I think, the, I think the debt ceiling fight is the is the one that everybody's lining up for. Like, the, Davos' last chance to fuck with the U.S. is over the debt ceiling and our credit rating. We now have Moody's and Fitch threatening ratings downgrades. I wish they so would it was, it, was, it was S&P in 2011. The other two stayed out of it. Now they're coming after now, if yeah. they did that, wouldn't a lot of people have to dump bonds? Yeah, there would have to be, there would have to be, you know, some some bond funds, some ETFs or whatever would have to ditch, you know, because they because their prospectus to say we only hold AAA rated stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that would create that would create havoc. So that's one of the things that they're now trying to to hold over the Congress's head and by extension the Fed. If you keep doing X, we will downgrade you. Con- the the but here's the thing. The Democrats, Davos, do they really have control over the, over Congress? It's a good question. Clearly, McCarthy was their choice because he went through 16 rounds or whatever the hell it was. Hey, did you see that creepy hand gesture he did? Uh, no. So he's standing up. He's got his hand in his pocket. I'm going to stand up to do this. He's got his hand in his pocket like this. He's got a sheet of paper in his hand. And and the standing ovation starts. He puts it on the sheet of paper. He does that for three seconds. And then he puts his hand back in his pocket and picks up the sheet of paper. Oh, he does the power hand. Right. But the, even if I didn't know that that thing had potential symbolism, I would go, what did he just fucking do? Is that like a satanic uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing? Yes. It's, you know, Hmm. choke the big chicken or something. I don't know. So it's got Masonic shit. It's got all sorts of stuff. And and normally I wouldn't pay attention. But if you if you go look at it, you will look and you'll say that was so overt. Well, it wasn't just like like when uh, like when uh, what's her face? Uh, The queen of queen of Germany. Um, Come on. Vanderleyen. Merkel. 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 when she puts her hands in front of herself because she, they don't have pockets, right? Chicks don't have pockets. And so they, she's learned to put her hands in front of herself in this. It's called the uh, 
the, it's called the, the Merkel Rauch or something. It's got a name for it actually. And, uh, but, 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 but McCarthy did this thing that was so overt. It would be like if someone did this. <laughs> right. Wait, well, wait, McCarthy is, or Schwab? Is that, is that, is that the, is that, this, that, that gesture, right? This one? Like, yeah. You, Trump used to do this all the time. They all do it. Got men, men who have, uh, who have real power in the room. They do that. That's, the body language people talk about that one all the time. That's an no, no, no. But he he took his hand out of his pocket, pocket put the paper sure down to do it, it, and then put the paper back mm -hmm. down and put his hand back in his pocket. Yeah, no, it like, was. I, I'm weird. letting everybody know I'm in control here. Well, that's what that that's what he's saying. So about and that, and that and what was so, that in reference to? He was a, he was getting a standing O for getting the vote. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I no, I thought he was saying to someone, "We did it." Yeah, that maybe. But, but yeah, I don't know who the I don't know who the someone was. I don't know. Did Google it while we're talking. Just go, you know, uh, search McCarthy hand gesture. Right. Didn't, You'll find it. Didn't someone like hand Pence like a coin or something after he certified the election? What was that about? Do you remember that? It was blind pew. He gave him the black spot. It was something, but it was like whatever, like midnight. It was a tr trillion dollar platinum coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was they. It was something. Whenever they passed it, like the wee hours of January seventh. No, there's mm. like they like handed him something. Do y'all remember that? Maybe yeah, it was I, a I vaguely do. I I just I kind of put that whole period of my life out. You know, it's like, what's the point? Oh, look, they stole the country. Okay, I, I I'm I don't I, t I tend to try not to revisit painful memories you know yeah. try to move on stay you know be like a dog I, 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 can't move, I, I can't move on from the post January 6th Department of Justice though yeah no that that that, that that's real uh that's real Stalinist shit it, yeah. it, is. it is it absolutely is and but you know that's why that's why you had to be resurrected from you know getting you know just killed on the Capitol steps. And, That's and true. That is true. I should be thankful that, that they didn't quite get me or that they used a wooden stake that be pulled out or, you know, took the garlic off me or whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're no, a good there's, sport, Dave. I have, still to, guys... I, have to, I have to give you credit, dude. That's You're a good sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that joke about the, uh, the chick who calls up the guy and says, hi, this is Angela. He goes, Angela, Angela, not ringing a bell. Angela? And she said, yeah. We, we hooked up a couple months ago, and you said I was a real good sport. He says, well, how are you doing? And she says, I'm pregnant. I'm going to kill myself. He says, you are a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on the raw side, isn't it? That'll piss off, that'll piss off the Turks. That reminds um, me of my favorite joke. Oh. Yeah, guy goes into ugly. a doctor's. guy goes into a doctor's office, you know, to get his test results and uh, he speaks to the rather voluptuous secretary on the way in, uh, uh, and um, she sends him into the doctor's office after a 20-minute wait. And the uh, doctor says, I got good news and I got bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? The guy says, oh, shit. Oh, God. What? Oh, give me the bad news first. He says, well, you got pancreatic cancer. You got two and a half months to live. The guy goes, oh, jeez. I know this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's That's the, the worst news, news I, a person could ever... What, what could possibly be good news? <laughs> that, uh, doctor says, well, you, you talked to my secretary on the way in, didn't you? Guy says, yeah. The doctor says, well, I'm fucking her. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I got a good, I got a good metaphorical joke. You had to be which, there. <laughs> no, no, that's a good joke. I, that's I, a good joke. I, you know, as, as good as those are, I can tell you. Would you like to hear my favorite joke? I actually have two, but my it. favorite joke is, "How do you know your roommate's gay?" Oh, his dick tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got one where Ollie the lumberjack comes into comes into the doctor. And he's got a shard of wood sticking out of his arm, and he says, "Jesus, Ollie, that must hurt like a son of a bitch." He says, "Oh, that's I felt two things worse than that." And he says, "The second worst thing I felt was when I squatted over a bear trap and it clamped me right in the balls." And uh, and the doc grimaces. He says, "What's the worst thing you ever felt?" He says, "When I got to the end of the chain." <laughs> That to me is now a metaphor. Getting to the end of the chain. Uh, oh God! Uh, all right, we well, should we should go back on track. Here. Like this this could get ugly yeah. very quickly. I don't. You, I, I've been banned from everything. I don't give a shit. I can't. They can't ban me. <laughs> dude. We're fine. Yeah, you like, get me banned. I will. I will applaud. I will clap my hands in 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 awe get me back I, I can't stick around much longer i got i got some more things i got to attend to choke oh, the chickens we know well, that drill no i'm not give us that bullshit tonight. argument you give us you, all and, that you, bullshit. And those, you, you and your animus towards squirrels dude like i get it you know <laughs> Jim's going out there to i might be eating me some chicken tonight you have to fuck the animals Oh God! Oh, I, don't put, I don't put it past Jim. Yeah, in Palestine, I cleaned um, the chicken house today. They, my girls are really happy. I don't even there. want to know what that means. I clean the well, chicken. Clean the chicken. House. It means I I took the chicken shit and put it in a big bucket and I got it, took sick? it out of the chicken house. Don't you get sick from all the spores and shit? One time I cleaned. No, I think out it's probably food. it's probably if you expose yourself to all that shit, it's probably uh, now we're exposing healthy. ourselves yeah, while why cleaning are you out the yourself? chicken. Yeah, what kind of fucking well, Jeffrey? What kind of Jeffrey my, my, Epstein uh, like? Yeah, I cleaned Memphis out a chicken too. house and boy, was I sick that night! Holy crap! <laughs> really? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I shoveled my fair fair <laughs> fair share of chicken shit. I just now have I have ducks <clears throat> now, and you got goats love, too, right? I do have goats. Yeah, no, I got to shovel some goat pregnant. shit, right? Oh, I've shoveled a lot of goat shit too. Yep, and I hey, is that work in the garden? A lot of wasted hay. Does that work in the garden? Oh yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, because really, because I mean, you know, and when it's dry, it's like it's it's just basically, you know, grass M and M's. Like it's just chocolate covered grass at that yeah. point. <laughs> That's what the dogs tell me it tastes like. So. <laughs> Well, Tommy, I got a, I got a peel. I got a book. I got yeah. a, I got a, a slide. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, All right. Yeah, we'll wrap this bitch up then. Um, close, yep. Closing thoughts, Jim. Uh, my closing thoughts. Uh, like I said, uh, my biggest thought of the week is very fast-moving stories out there. You know, hold on to your, uh, gird your loins, and and uh, hold on to your hat because a lot of things are moving fast, and it's going to be very interesting. And maybe even a little funny. Well, if we keep our sense of humor. Yeah. Remember, as you know, Ron Paul always said, if you're if you're not having fun, you're doing this wrong. There you go. I rest his case. Wow. So my passing thought is don't forget that the markets are, crudely speaking, 2x overvalued. So we have a lot of fun in front of us. Yeah, we do. Well. We do. My closing we're... thought is things are really crazy. Okay. But 
they are manageable. If you remember that it's always, you know, it, it may not be as, it, this may be as bad as it gets. Okay. Or oh, and one of the, and it, it never, it never hurts to explore that idea that, you know, maybe this is just what depressions look like. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, we're going to, in a couple of years, be looking back at the good old days of 2023. I mean, you know, right. there might be no, there might be no Florida this hell. And, uh, so with that happy note, gentlemen, thank you so much. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, obviously, looking forward to the next one. Thank you all for your time. Thank you guys for listening. A pleasure. And I'm happy that Dave is alive. It's just Absolutely. a miracle of Back modern, from the dead. A miracle yeah. of modern science. He's at the, the end of his chain, but alive. At the end of his chain. <laughs> at the end of his chain, but alive. Gentlemen, thank you. Take Recording care, everybody. Stop. Stay yes. safe out there. Peace.